0: And we are back, and we are the Run Duo. I am Tommy Mitchell.
1: What's up, guys? And I am India Cook.
0: India Cook, what's up, India? From this is episode. Um, what'd you say? Ninety? Is episode ninety-one? 90? Ninety-one. <laughs> it's episode ninety-one. But from yeah. here on out, it's gonna be called the engagement episode. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just that's what we're just gonna, gonna call it. Cause I actually had a whole bunch of stuff to talk about, Buddy Olympics, and I was like, "Oh, well, yeah, we ain't gonna talk about that today." Well, we can talk <laughs>
1: about it. We can talk about it.
0: <laughs> so, if y'all don't know, Miss Miss India Cook went out to, um well, y'all in Phoenix.
1: Work, went we went about? to Phoenix and Sedona. so yeah, we went, went to out, Arizona. Went out to mm-hmm.
0: Arizona. It's it's a Public Enemy song called as "Soon as I Get to Arizona." um <laughs> She went out to Arizona. And got engaged.
1: Yes, <laughs> he put a ring on it, y'all.
0: Yes, indeed.
1: Put a I mean, ring on
0: it, dude. I knew it wasn't far off because once you moved in, I was like, okay, well, that's that. You know, <laughs> it's 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 coming soon. Anyone about to put up with that for long? Like, look. Mm-mm.
1: <laughs> Mm-mm. No, I I I listen. It was when I tell you guys an amazing trip, aside from the fact that I got engaged, just mm-hmm. the, the trip as a whole was amazing. So like if you all have not been out to um, Arizona in general, whether it be Phoenix, the Grand Canyon, Sedona, definitely make that trip. Like it's just something that is totally different um, than the East coast. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing. Like we really had a great time. And of course, Braxton and I planned the whole trip together um, I didn't know that he had planned in the the engagement, mm-hmm. but unbeknownst to me, uh, he had been planning the engagement since May, he said, and uh, yeah, so it was a whole thing, so um, yeah, I, I don't know. I am <laughs> over the moon, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's good. I just want y'all to know, though, she got that hand up, like everything she does is with that hand, like mm-hmm. this that's the hand now see it. so i
1: talk with my hands in general so that's nothing playing. new i know i'm
0: just fucking but
1: the but <laughs> it's it's like boom it's extra it's extra it's so, extra
0: um like i was asking before we got on so you had no clue whatsoever because it ain't like it like i said you moved in it wasn't like it was you know it was out the blue we knew it was coming but you had no idea whatsoever
1: No. So I will say this. So Braxton and I, in the beginning, we dated with intentions. And what I mean by that is that I explained to him, my vision for my future is to be married and I do want, I want little ones. And Mm -hmm. so when we first started dating, like I explained to him, I'm not telling you that you have to be my husband, but if that's not something that you want or see in your future, then This just ain't it. You might be an amazing man, but this ain't it. Because I feel like everybody, every man doesn't want to be married and every woman doesn't want to be married. I know people that are close to me that just don't feel like marriage is something that they want, but I do. So I knew that that was something that was on the horizon for us. Earlier this year, we did talk about uh, marriage. We didn't talk about a time frame, but of course, you know, the elephant of the room is I'm getting older. We want kids, but we're very traditional in the midst of wanting to be married before having kids. And then of course, when we decided to like get a house together, it was kind of one of those things where it was like, okay, this is outside of what we wanted, but it just kind of works out for us. And I know that You know, when he, when, before we moved in, he did speak to my parents and let them know that, you know, I know this is outside of tradition of how we would like it to be, but I want you to know that if your daughter is, you know, we're moving in together, um, that our future is, it's happening. So um, I did know that he did talk to my parents about that. I didn't know if he talked to my parents about when he was going to be proposing, but he kind of let them know, like, to be, don't be on edge about us moving together and then not thinking that the next step was not coming. So I kinda had a feeling that it was gonna happen 2021. I just didn't know when. So honestly, y'all, my biggest thing was keeping nails done, keep your hair done at all times, <laughs> no matter what, no broken nails, no allow that feeling to grow. <laughs> literally keep the nails done at all times cause you never know. And yeah. that, it helped me out.
2: Well,
0: let me tell yeah. you, cause I ain't gonna lie. Cause you know, you text me and Heather and then you posted it yeah and i was like her nails look real good that's why i was like i think she knew something
1: cuz her no, nails look so- real
0: but then i was like well she was going on vacation so yes. you probably so got it. done going go on vacation. Vacation, so i was going on vacation so they was going to be
1: done regardless yeah so the nails was going to be done regardless cuz i was going on vacation but I kept them mugs done on every two week rotation was not, <laughs> it may not have been ready, but it's been probably since earlier this year, the mm-hmm. nails have been done on a every two week rotation. So that was just for me because I just hate when I don't say hate, but I know it's not fun to get proposed to and your nails aren't done and you can't like you know, show your hand off the way you want because the nail's not done. So I was like, you know what? At least I can do is keep my patience in my pocket, but keep the nails and the hair done and just be ready. So <laughs> that's ready. exactly what I did.
0: And, you know, you vlog a lot. So you keep yourself up, you know, yes. constantly. So that, you know, yeah. that that has it too. But I ain't gonna lie, I did. It, did, it popped in my head like, oh, <laughs> uh, them nails them nails look good. She
1: yes. <laughs> so I how did your did family act? Yeah, how were so we, your parents Okay, listen, so let me, I'm gonna gonna make this not drawn out. So Braxton and I planned this whole trip. So it was a week, a full week in Sedona. We flew in Monday, left out Friday. So on Monday, it was, we went to the botanical gardens, um, the desert botanical gardens, which was really nice and very different. We kind of relaxed. Tuesday, we had a full day at the Grand Canyon. So I wasn't thinking about it. I was just like, we have this full full thing going. The Grand Canyon is beautiful. Very picturesque, like amazing. So we had a full day. We had a private tour. Someone came and got us from Phoenix and drove us up to the Grand Canyon. So basically it was from 7A to 7P. We were at or doing some kind of transition from, through the Grand Canyon area. So that was amazing. And then Wednesday, we just chilled. So on Thursday we knew, or I had, we had already planned to have a whole day in Sedona. So we knew that, and that's where you all see all the red rocks and all that is very pretty. Mm-hmm. So in Sedona, we knew we had a full day. So we planned for there to be a hot air balloon ride in the morning. And then he planned a lunch during the day. He found this market to plan. And this is me talking prior to us knowing that we were getting engaged. So he found a market that he wanted us to have lunch at. He had made reservations at one30 And then we knew that we were going to do a Jeep tour, which is through the Sedona Rocks. You can like literally go up in the Red Rocks and Mm -hmm. like really see some really good views. And so for Thursday, we knew it was going to be an all day thing. And I had to bring three different outfits because we were doing three different (laughs) types of things. Yeah. So we had to get up at one o'clock. On Thursday morning, one o'clock in the morning to drive to Sedona because Sedona and Phoenix is like two, two and a half hours away because a hot air balloon was supposed to start at five o'clock in the morning. Now, Y'all, I thought that the hot (laughs) air balloon was going to be the highlight of the trip, right?
2: (laughs) Like that was
1: what my intention was. I was really built up and excited for it. Y'all, we get to Sedona and they had to cancel the hot air balloon because it was raining. And they said that it was not safe for us to be in the air. You know, all of this like storm type stuff and hot air balloons. It just doesn't mix. Yeah. Y'all, I pouted for like two hours. Like literally, I was like a little kid because I was sad. Like, you don't, and they was like, well, you could have. I could have done hot air balloon anywhere. And I get that, but hot air ballooning in Sedona is what, it's just beautiful. Like it's just a different scenery. I don't want to look at just grass. Like I want to mm-hmm. look at rocks and like views. So we went to breakfast. I was sad, I was frustrated because it was like the highlight of my trip now is gone. Now granted the other days, Grand Canyon, of course was amazing, but I just couldn't shake it. So Braxton was like, you gonna be salty all day? And I was just yeah. like, I'm give me a minute like when I get when plans get changed and I get salty you just gotta let me work through them you can't talk me through them there is no jokes or nothing you can put up it's just whatever yeah Anyway, so he ended up transitioning into, we ended up going to find a different tour of Sedona. We ended up doing that. It was amazing. And he was like, you know what, let's go to this market a little early to see what else they have going on. So mm-hmm. we, we walk over to the market. I change it to my dress from the from the high air balloon outfit. Because a high air balloon outfit, you had to have on pants and a hat and all of this. And so I change it to my dress and, you know, do my thing, freshen up or whatever and we get to this market area and it was two sides of the street, two different market areas. So there was one that didn't have too much and it was another area that had a lot. So we walked into this market area, which is Talaka I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, but that was the market. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay, uh, this is really pretty. So I'm like, ooh, take a picture. Tommy, you know, I like pictures, right? <laughs>
2: so
1: I'm like, take a picture of me here. Take a picture of me here. So he's like, turn around right here. Let me get a picture of you right here. So I turn around, he takes a picture and I basically, and I'm cutting stuff out because it's a long story, but I turn back around and he's on his knee. So
0: Aww.
1: he proposes, I scream, literally yell out loud. And the people in the galleries come outside. <laughs> Cause I'm like, oh my God. Like it was like a whole scream, <laughs> a whole whale, a whole ugly cry. And he's down on his on his knee. So he, see, he has a professional photographer that caught the moment because I saw a guy with his camera Mm -hmm. and like looking like he was he was equipped with a lot of like camera and stuff. Um, But it's Sedona and people are always taking pictures because there's views everywhere. So I didn't think nothing of it. But he had a professional photographer to catch it. And as soon as I said, yes, the place was two layered, So you can kind of look over the balcony of where we were. Mm-hmm. And so my parents comes down the stairs right in front Aww. of the bar. As soon as I said, yes, and I lost it. Like I ran around the column. I was just like, I can't take it. I was just overwhelmed with excitement. <laughs> so my parents had known since May and they had been planning and my parents didn't say anything to me. Dang. So flew out to Arizona and was able to experience the proposal with me and it was just great so we had a little photo shoot after that which was amazing to have something a quick photo shoot um, while we were there for like an hour and then we did end up having the lunch that was scheduled uh, but we ended up having it with me and my parents That's so, so beautiful it was great it was great I'm still on a high I'm super excited it was beyond amazing and you know i was delayed on looking at my ring i didn't look at my ring until like five minutes after i said yes because i was like so overwhelmed by my parents being there and i was like oh shit i should probably should look at my ring thanks boo you did that <laughs> so
0: you didn't even help pick out the ring
1: <laughs> no do that like i don't oh feel God like it's is. necessary like i'm just not that girl like i gave him a idea but okay
0: you gave him, him some direction him to, okay yeah
1: like i gave him just you know i like emerald cut whatever Mm, but i didn't give him i need this many carrots well no 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 that's yeah that's not i don't need the band to be this like i didn't some girls pick out their exact ring yeah that ain't me like i felt like i'm gonna give you a quick idea but in i want you to get me what you feel like you should Mm -hmm. or can give to me so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes. And so that's what that is. So it was, it was amazing. I was crying volunteers. And I don't know. I was really surprised. I was I was surprised, but even more surprised that my parents were there. I have not seen them since 2019 due to COVID. So the fact oh,
0: of okay. not
1: being able to see them for mm-hmm. several years, well, several, I call it several years, but it's been it's been a couple years. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was not only special because of that. But just because they were be they were able to to witness it. So that's
0: good. That yes. is that's good. Congratulations, Braxton. You um you did your thing. Congratulations, <laughs> India. Yes. Thank yes. you so good much. J- great job. Um Thank you. It's gonna be great. I can't wait for y'all wedding because I I mean, even if you don't invite me, I'm coming. But I can't wait.
2: <laughs> you were <for> invited. <laughs> I'm
0: gonna wait for y'all wedding. Hey, look, <laughs> I'm gonna be there. Yes. Um, so that's that's great that is Thank great you. and I think Thank now you. that you guys are getting married I think he's going to become a runner so we
1: we. you know somebody <laughs> posted that and I was like I don't know they're like oh now she got a forever runner and I'm like y'all just don't know how much Braxton don't like running he woke up this morning talking about his knee was hurting and saying that it was the weather so I don't know <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh my goodness.
1: So no, we will see. There there will probably definitely be some stable staple um runs or 5Ks that we might do together, but I'll probably say it's maybe one or two. So Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: Give them time, I'm just saying.
0: Give them give them time. We'll see, yeah, but yes, exactly. your
1: girl is engaged, y'all. Just <laughs> I tell people just be patient. Be patient. <laughs> yes,
0: she is off the market. I mean, you've been off the market for a minute, but you yeah, official. Yeah, I've been off the market for You a official off the market now.
1: Yeah, but you know what? I've gotten some DMs like, "Okay, you really, really off the market." And I'm like, <laughs> "Yes, like done." She is finally off the market. I had a yes. couple people message me like, mm, "You officially off the market." <laughs>
0: <laughs> dang it and i'm like
1: um uh,
0: now i do i did see um you know that little bit of time i did get on instagram you did a little running while you were out there too didn't you you got to run yes running.
1: so i actually ran a couple times so mm-hmm. i was able to um to link up with brie her name is well her instagram is brie outside but she is a rrca coach as well as a yoga running yoga instructor she's a yoga instructor but she also Focuses on running um, yoga for runners, but I was Mm -hmm. able to connect with her so we connected at a park that was like 10 minutes from where we stayed. Um, So it was really good to be able to connect with her so I ran out there Um, and then I also connected with the November project, which was um, on Wednesday, so they actually do a workout it's more of a workout group and not necessarily running, but they, theirs is running and working out. So they actually meet at a park and you have to run to like an amphitheater mm-hmm. that's behind all these big old rocks. Um But the day that that I went, they they do it on Wednesdays. But the day that I went, it was supposed to be raining outside. So they decided not to do the run to the amphitheater and just do the workout in the park. Mm -hmm. But honey, I was not ready. I had got lost trying to get to them. And as soon as I got there, they was doing burpees. I was like, Lord, I am not ready. (laughs) Literally got straight out the car and started doing burpees. I was like, Lord. So they did like a they do a boot camp style workout. Uh Uh-huh. Um, so, I did that workout with them. That was like 35, 40 minutes. They did, they ran sprints a little bit. Um, and then I actually ran to the amphitheater that they usually work out at because mm-hmm. I really want to see it and it wasn't raining. So, I think that's where y'all saw the pictures of me uh, running up the stairs. They usually have the workout right there. So, yeah, it was great. So, yeah, I, of course, did get a little bit of running in my mom was like mad at me because she was like you meet meeting up with these random people you ain't never met just because you went another state you're trying to be a lifetime movie and i'm like listen these are instagram friends she was like, She i don't care about instagram people on instagram uh, crazy too <laughs> exactly i'm with your
0: mom on that one
1: like, i don't know i don't know these people for real yes, but, yes yeah
0: especially in all them rocks out in arizona you leave your body they never find you but <laughs>
1: Listen, I will say when I was headed over to the amphitheater behind the Red Rocks, I was uh-huh. by myself. It was I won't say it was sketch, but it was more like trail running for me to get back there. And it was yeah. the rocks. The boulders are huge. Mm-hmm. And so I did FaceTime Braxton because I felt a little, you know, I felt some kind of way. I was like, oh, I'm out here. But um, but it was it was good. It was a good time. And I ended up being safe.
0: <laughs> so it worked out. I made
1: it back to Atlanta.
0: <laughs> and for those that don't know the, what the November project is.
1: Let me, I have to, well, I have to, um, I have to look up the full um, information on mm-hmm. like their background. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. So. Now,
0: were you gone during the cab um, four miler? Had you already left town?
1: Can no, so that weekend I ended up doing. I saw that you did the no, the um, the decap formality. I was in Atlanta, but I just didn't do the race.
0: Okay, now, you know what? That's right. Because April, the police officer, Delta police officer, she said yeah. she saw you earlier. You ran, mm-hmm. you ran with BGR, mm-hmm. yeah. Because I ran into her, she's like, Oh,
1: I saw India this morning, yeah. Like, Where was she at? <laughs> yeah, so I've been running with Black Girls Run their Saturday morning long runs just mm-hmm. to keep me. Whew, to keep me accountable so we meet at well at first it was five something in the morning but now it's six o'clock that we meet so yeah um it was really good to be able to meet up with them and so I I just did that I think I saw the decat 4 Mallard route and I wasn't interested in it
0: yeah you shouldn't have been it was yeah it was <laughs> even Darrell was like yeah they just went finding heels yeah he was like yeah they they, they went to find heels on this one because it was I didn't know Decatur was that hilly Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it it was, it was definitely Healy. Um, but you know, it was, you know, put on well. It was nice. I had a good time. Um, got to see, there was a lot of people out there, um, that I hadn't seen in a while. So it was nice to see them out there.
1: Right. Yeah, definitely. I think that it was, um, it seemed like it was a good turnout. I saw a lot of people, um, that were that i was like oh i didn't think that they would w- would be out racing so i was like i feel like i missed connecting with a lot of people at that race but i don't i don't miss doing the workout even though my run was we we run through midtown so you know how that is so yeah we, we get our share of hills too
2: yeah
0: exactly but yeah, yeah. i think they say 1500 people i want to say were yeah. out there so it was it was a good crowd and it was like old times it was like going to a race you know back in mm-hmm. the day so you got to see a lot of people um Definitely. that i hadn't seen in a while
1: Yeah, definitely. And just to double back. So the November project was founded for just basically a fitness movement. um, It was born in Boston. So a way to stay in shape during the New England cold months. So that's why it's called the November project. So when it's cold out there, like trying to keep people accountable. So mm-hmm. it's, it's traditionally just a workout group. And then they they've expanded it to other cities. So you have November Project Atlanta, you have November Project Phoenix, and in different areas. So definitely check them out. Um, check them out. If you in your city, I definitely think that they have expanded a lot.
0: Cool. cool
1: yes. Cool. So you did the decap for Malheur. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like I did another run prior to Prior to that, um, that was good. Besides the Black Girls Run runs, um, I had the DeKalb 4 Myler on my, on my thing, but I decided not to. So so did you, how did you feel about the run? Was it a good one for you, or you just was like this and BS because of all the
0: hills? <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm not in great shape, so everything is rough. So mm-hmm. I wasn't complaining about the heels, but it was, you know, hilly. Um, but uh, I enjoyed it. Like I said, it was good to see people it was, you know, mm. it's four miles. You I mean it eventually ends. So, you know, that was good, but I just really enjoyed being out with other people again. Definitely, so, you know, I enjoyed that part of it.
1: Yeah. And then of course, right before I left was the marathon trial. Well, Wasn't the trials, the, the Olympics. Oh yeah. For the, for the marathon. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, I mean, I was hype about seeing that. Like there was nothing more than the excitement to see the, Uh, female and the male um, the Olympics for the marathon and congratulations to Molly Molly Seidel Seidel. um, for bringing it in for the bronze I she was crushing it her third third you guys third ever ever in life marathon. She did it at the Olympics. So that is incredible. Amazing. So her first one is when she qualified for the Olympic trials. Her second one was the Olympic trials. And then the third one was her marathon. So incredible. she's been crushing it.
0: That's, that's just crazy, crazy, incredible. And uh, I mean, you know, she keeps it up next time the Olympics come around, she could be winning it, or we could be seeing her win, um, you know, major marathons you know, around the country and in Mm -hmm. Europe. So uh, congratulations to her. Um, I thought both races were really good. Uh, I enjoyed both races. Um, It looked like it was really hot where they were.
1: Yes. So they moved the race to 500 miles outside of Tokyo, which was a Sapporo um and they switched the time of the race to 6 a.m because it was so warm and yeah. so it's one of those things but they said that even moving it to Sapporo which is usually a little cooler, cooler it, yeah. it, it was not as cool as they expected it to be
0: yeah it was especially I think it was a little cooler for the men's but the women's mm-hmm. it just looked scorching did, out there um and you could you could definitely see it um but I, I enjoyed watching it I think you know Molly was a surprise of the women's um, Mm -hmm. and even, you know, the world record holder, she came in second. She took the silver. um, Yeah. But Molly was a surprise of the um, the women's um, marathon, Um, the men's marathon. I think but the men's marathon had the drama, even though, you know, I mean, Kipchoge, you know, kicked everybody's butt and ran off. Right. But I think like the after race drama was was with the men's with the guy, they they and and I, I this is about the water the water things that the water jugs that they say this guy knocked over the I think he was Italian. Hmm. You haven't seen this?
1: No. So
0: okay, I know you you on another you're on another level right now. But I'm in
1: another cloud. Sorry. Yeah, you but in another what, cloud. What did I miss? So,
0: and I'm sorry, I don't know the guy's name. So he's an I think I want to say he's an Italian or French runner. Okay. He had actually run in the Olympic ten thousand um, meter race prior to running in the marathon for the mm-hmm. Olympics. But basically, there's a shot of him, and somebody put it out on Twitter. And I remember seeing it during the race. He's running, and he tries to reach for a water bottle. Now, this isn't mm-hmm. at the tables that are, that are set up for each individual runner. These are the regular tables that just had the water bottles lined up. Okay. He reaches out, and he's reaching across another runner to try to get a water bottle. He misses the first one, but he keeps his hand out, and basically, he just knocks over a whole row of water bottles, and then he grabs the last one. So, somebody put it on Twitter. Some It was a former marathoner. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't recognize the guy's name, but it was a former marathoner. And then, all of a sudden, the world blew up. Everybody was like, oh, mm-hmm. that guy is awful. Because it was early in the race, so I guess everybody was like, oh, he's trying to keep people from getting water. Now, first off, if you've ever run a marathon, and I and the the speed they're running and the heat they were running in, mm-hmm. your dexterity starts to go.
1: Yeah. And yeah they're so, running five minute miles yeah so, so when I miles. saw
0: it I didn't even think anything of it but mm-hmm. like literally people like uh um what's the guy Pierce Morgan um mm-hmm. Pierce Morgan's like commenting on it like mm-hmm. oh that guy's a jackass and this and that and
1: I'm like dude I don't know how I missed that yeah because I watched all of the men's race I missed some of the men the women's I caught the tail end of the women's but I didn't I missed that that's crazy. I just think that that's not good sportsmanship. If he was doing it on purpose, but he you wasn't. know that when you are a, you
0: probably saw it and didn't even think anything of it. Because you were expecting someone yeah, to do it. Yeah, because I saw it and I was like, oh man. I said, oh that's that's messed up. As in, okay, he knocked over all the water bottles, but it never even crossed my mind that he would do it on purpose because that's ridiculous.
1: Right. Okay.
0: You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, yeah. but yeah, everybody was like, but I'm like, if you've never run a marathon, you have no idea. Cause and not only is he running a marathon, he just competed in the ten thousand meters. Mm-hmm. You know, a few days earlier. So this guy's, you know, he's probably tired already. Right. Anyway, that was the drama. Um, another part of the men's that I really enjoyed. I know you had to see this when um,
1: Kipchoge said something to Galen. Yes. Yes. Well, I really wish that we could interview Galen or one oh, of them what? Oh my god. Because as soon as Galen gave him a little smirk, like, what? Yeah, whatever. And then and, Galen dropped back. So I'm like, what was that about? Like, it, was, no. it wasn't until that moment, I Galen felt didn't like. Drop
0: back. Galen didn't drop back. Kipchoge kicked it in.
1: <laughs> okay. Whichever way you and, want to say and, and it. And honestly,
0: I, I mean, I, I've always liked Kipchoge. Yeah, I that love that Kipchoge. But that gave me new respect for him. Because basically, because Galen, if you watched the race, Galen was basically shadowing him. Every, I yes, mean, he was. Every
1: move that he every, made. And I every think Kipchoge
0: finally got tired. Like, look, mm-hmm. if you're going to run with me, you got to put in the work too. Because, you know, that's how they work as teams. Somebody gets in front, somebody yeah. goes behind. And Galen's just, you know, drafting off of him. And I think Kipchoge just got tired. Like, yeah. if you're going to do this, you got to put in your work. That's why he went to the side telling Galen to take the front.
1: Galen yeah. did it. Well, you know... So he- This isn't the first race that Kipchoge, so Kipchoge, Kipchoge, I have seen him talk to his Mm -hmm. um, opponents, like I've seen him talk to the other runners in other races, like this isn't the first time, and I've seen him like wave the racers up like come on like if you're gonna make this a race like bring it. And not in a disrespectful way, but, like, he's like, let's go. Like, if we're going to run this, let's run it. And so I'm assuming that when he said something to Galen, he's probably like, bro, you've been on my heels this whole, all these miles. Like, if we're going to do this, let's do it.
0: Well, I think it was because I think he when he's doing that, I think what he's saying is we have to change like in a, like in a bicycle Peloton. You got to get in front, I get in front, and we kind of work it together. But mm-hmm. you ain't just going to run behind me the whole race. And I think that's what he was saying to, to Galen. Cause I think that's why right. Galen smirked. And mm-hmm. like you said, I, I was like, Oh, Galen didn't drop back. But then I started looking at the times. Galen didn't drop back. He got left. Yeah. They, they dropped a hammer. The, the, they dropped they all, him. Let's they just say Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Kipchoge dropped everybody. Cause yeah, he, he, he just said, you know what? I'm tired. I don't mm-hmm. need y'all. I'm out. And he, you know, pretty much did his thing. And I ain't gonna lie. I was like, good God. But that gave me new that gave me new respect for him because I I really appreciate when when guys are like look you're not gonna just run off of me you are gonna have right. to put in this work with me
1: right so, yeah but yeah
0: I, I think a lot of people thought that they could run with him mm-hmm. and it and it killed him because a lot of people dropped back
1: you can't I mean Kip yeah. Chogi Cho, puts it in there's no grimacing like he just drops the hammer and he's like all right we about to do this let's just finish it up let me give y'all this. There's no gap. Like, let me make sure that, I mean, there's a huge gap, excuse me. There's a huge gap. Like y'all can't even, I'll be at the finish line waiting on y'all. Like he was like, (laughs) I'll be at the finish line waiting for sure. So yes, it was definitely worth watching. Definitely worth watching. I definitely feel like the women's race would have been more of a challenge for, for the bronze, if, um, was it chip the guy she dropped at? Yeah. Yeah. at Mm -hmm. she dropped it like now 24, 25. Like it was so close. It was like, oh my goodness. So she, she wouldn't have dropped. That would have been interesting between her and Molly.
0: Yeah. Molly was just in great shape. She was just ready. She was ready for this. The way she ran in that heat, I was like, okay, I guess you, you, you knew what you were coming to do. And you know, she did it just like she did here in Atlanta.
1: Right definitely definitely and definitely healing spirits to our friend um alephine tulia Muff. Yeah. i know that she dropped out um at 20k mark she had some hip issues some injury issues i don't, well, I don't think she's characterizing as injury but some some in some hip issues that just did not allow her to continue pushing through i, I just think she i i I watched the um nazi leak has a has a youtube page mm-hmm. and they actually have a um they will they they tape some of their athletes. And so yeah. I was watching um, her last buildup. I think she did 18 miles or 15 miles and she was killing it. Yeah. So I think that she was technically in shape, but maybe had a couple things that weren't there. Of course, not in shape. Her coach said not in shape like she was for the trials, Yeah, but she was definitely up there. So,
0: well, I mean, I was watching it. And I was like, if she's able to um, do what she did here in Atlanta, after yeah. having a kid and having to breastfeed, I I mm-hmm. she, she was the queen, but I figured it was it might have been a too too high a hill to climb at this point for. Her. But you know, like I saw She's the tape that a- you're talking about. She was still doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So we we'll yeah, see. We'll see what it. um see what she does moving forward.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean and I think that I'm just really excited for everyone that participated in any part of the Olympics. Like I feel like the Just the buildup of the Olympics, the fact of COVID, the issues with the heat, like for any, any sport, it seemed like it was really, really bad or any event. It seemed like it was really bad. And so I just say congratulations to everyone that participated. And at the end of the day, anybody that stepped foot out there are Olympians. So you're, no one can take that away from you.
0: Yeah. What's his name? The guy that came in second, I want to say here in the trials.
2: Mm -hmm. Riley yeah Riley Riley.
0: uh he was that's what he said he was like look you know it didn't go my way because I think he was looking for a top 10 finish uh, yeah and I don't think he ended up getting it but he said but you know what at the end of the day I'm an Olympian
1: yeah yeah and I mean you can't that can't be taken away from anybody even if you finish 20th that can't be (laughs) that can't be taken away from you so I just think that it's amazing that you know for everyone that was able to get out there
0: yeah, um, I'm not sure what's next because I haven't looked at the schedule. I know London has confirmed that Bakelé is going to be running um, there this year. So, we, mm-hmm. you know, we'll be interested to see how the rest of these uh, world major uh, world major marathons go um, because the Olympics kind of throw a, a wrench in if you're just trying to run two a year, that kind of thing. So I'm, I'm yeah. interested to see who's going to be running um, yeah. coming up.
1: It should be interesting, too, because I don't I don't know about you, but I don't know how certain I am about the the trials or not the trials, the some of these races happening in the fall. I know some some races are already pulling out. So I know that Tokyo changed their um their field size not okay. Tokyo, yeah, for March, uh, even though it's mm-hmm. not until 2022. They changed their field size. And then I know that um, New Jersey Marathon went ahead and canceled, pulled the plug on theirs. Oh, really? And I know okay. Chicago just mentioned they haven't pulled the plug on theirs, but they said that you have to be vaccinated or a COVID test. So, you know, we'll see what uh, the fall is going to look like when it comes to racing.
0: Yeah. 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 They'll be interesting. I'm hoping these guys can get them done and get the racing done.
1: I hope so too. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Whatever it is, I think it's going to be a good time.
0: And we got our guest, uh, Carolyn Sue, coming up next.
1: Yes. Yes, and we have our guest on here, Carolyn Sue. I am so excited, Carolyn, for you to be on. I will say friend, runner, activist, everything, everything out there, <laughs> Carolyn Sue, founder of Diverse Run, an amazing individual. Welcome to the Run Duo for the second time, Carolyn. How are you?
3: Thank you so much for inviting me back. I always love listening to both of you talk, not just with each other, but also with your guests. And I always have a lot of fun already listening to you. (laughs) And so I'm like, super, super stoked and excited to be back. And, awesome! Uh, have this opportunity, yeah, great,
1: right.
0: great. Glad, so glad to have you.
3: you all.
1: Were we saying, Tommy?
0: I was saying glad to have you. yeah definitely.
3: yes,
1: of course. Glad to have Carolyn back on the show. So, if you all have not listened to Carolyn on our ep- on our show before, she was episode thirty-three. So go back and check her out. So episode thirty-three. So it's been a little while. She came on in twenty nineteen, June of twenty nineteen, to our show. And in that conversation, it was kind of you starting the, starting Diverse Rerun, kind of what Mm -hmm. it entailed. You were kind of getting it, getting it going, kicking. You had been in there for some months then, but we really wanted to hear about Diverse Rerun. Mm -hmm. And I feel like since the last time we talked to you, Carolyn, you have really just kind of hit the hit the ground running literally like there has been so many great things that have come your way so Mm. many amazing opportunities you've connected with some amazing people diversity run has just soared so congratulations from me and tommy to you on that in general um i'm very excited for you
3: oh Thank you. I mean, yeah, so much has happened. I mean, Mm -hmm. personally, of course, but just in our world Mm -hmm. (laughs) in general since 2019. And uh, I mean, I wish I could take credit, I guess, (laughs) for the growth (laughs) of Diverse We Run. But honestly, I mean, I've I, I created the whole platform as a means to tell our stories, you know, tell the stories of runners of color and our experiences. And so really like it wouldn't exist if, if it were not for people in our communities who are willing to share and, you know, take the time to share um, all the good, the bad, the hard, (laughs) everything. Um, And it's just been really neat to see the connections that have been made through that. um, And just Hearing from people that the stories um, that are shared resonate, you know, mm-hmm. within within the entire running community, and it's just it's just been really, really, I don't know, like neat. <laughs> neat is such a you <laughs> get <laughs> <is. I'm> like, <laughs> a little dweeb <laughs> saying that, but um, but yeah, it's been cool. I feel like it's a privilege and an honor to be able to share our stories you know yeah.
0: have you no. uh carolyn i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off india i was right. gonna ask because have you felt like we i know like i felt even from like when i started doing like shut up tommy before me and india got together how much people wanted to tell their stories like how mm-hmm. they were just mm-hmm. like chomping at the bit like i, I, I mm-hmm. can't believe i got a place now to actually tell my story
3: yeah yeah i mean i think that kind of it, it speaks to the core of humanity, right? Each of us, I I think, you know, at least that every person, um, we long to be known and to be seen, understood and valued. And um, being able to share our stories, not only gives us as individuals that opportunity, but it connects us, you know, it connects us with others, so that we don't feel alone. And also, you know, representation matters, right. And right. so it helps someone else feel like they are seen and known and understood, and that they're not alone in their mm-hmm. journeys and experiences as well. So yeah. yeah. No, I, I think I definitely
1: agree. And Tommy, you I, you both just hit, hit it on the nail. I think that the, un, the fortunate yet unfortunate part about the things that have transitioned over the last couple of years or that have come to a head or come to light within the running communities, as well as just our world in general, it has opened up the segue to allow people to feel more comfortable talking about their their mm-hmm. journey, yes. um, mm-hmm. feel like they're not alone um, mm-hmm. in their journey and the things that are going on. And it just allowed some of the running industry to have a better um, view or landscape on the things that are really happening in the world in general and in the running community and really kind of holding them accountable to what needs to be done. And Carolyn, I think something that I love about Diverse we run your page and obviously your personal page, I run for the glory as well, is I, I think that you don't only highlight and spotlight amazing individuals and athletes, diverse athletes. You also take your time to help people to see the different things that are going on in the world that may not be great. The things that are going great so that people can see what's going on. Cause I think we mm-hmm. we've talked before Carolyn about people having a uh, bland timeline or a timeline. That's only the same as you and not having diverse people on your timeline. Mm-hmm. But when you follow pages like yourself and mm-hmm. diverse we run, you learn about topics or, Mm. current events or people that you would have never probably connected with if if it wasn't either you know on your page or or on our podcast and things of that nature so you help Mm. to not only diversify in the midst of communicating with people but also the current events that are going on Mm. the unfortunate the unfortunate things that are going on in the run community and helping people to be educated on Mm. the things that are happening um and they can take what they want and however they want with the information but i appreciate that about your page as well
3: oh thanks yeah, I mean, I know that you and I have talked um, before about the purpose of our of our you know it, it, social media platforms and how um, at least for me personally, I I think that it's valuable or more meaningful in my opinion um, to be authentic in what we share and um, and that means you know. I, I, everything that ranges from the highlights that we love to share and celebrate, and then as well as the hard things that are going on. I think it's so important, you know, that we all have windows and mirrors, mm-hmm. right, in life. And um, and I'm totally borrowing that term from, like, I think it's from the literary world when it comes to books um, mm-hmm. and why representation matters, you know, in, right. in literature. But I think that's so true for life that we all need mirrors, of course, you know, to, um, people that show us more of who we are and validate our experience. But also we need windows to see how other people um, experience life and how life impacts other people right. that may not look like us or may not have the same upbringing um as us so that we recognize our part in humanity right yeah. <laughs> so yeah that's kind of those that's always the my um i guess the framework in which i um approach things that i share and post on social media
1: right Now recently, Carolyn, um, and this is great timing for you to be on the show. And of course, one of the main reasons, biggest reasons that I asked you to come on again is I feel like you use your platform to, to help to show diversity within the running community. Um, But I feel like more recently, you kind of put yourself into a place that was what I see is not as diverse and you kind of Mm -hmm you said let me let me let me put myself into this trail running space that is usually not as diverse and let me see how it is i feel like you did an experiment that's what i saw (laughs) from the outside looking in is that you did an experiment with this process of trail running and not that an experience experiment as if you would never go back to it or if you just is one and done but i feel like you took on this Challenge to do the trans Rocky race, which was a six-day event, and I want to kind of get into the details of it. But mm-hmm. you, I feel like you went in there, you said, you know what, let's really see how the how the, the trail life is. Let me transition myself on into the trail world. Is it diverse? Let me obtain some support. What does it look like? And kind of comparing it to your past experiences.
3: So tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about that. Whew. So, yes, that was quite an undertaking. (laughs) Um, So first, I guess in general, the Trans Rockies Run um, Mm -hmm. is a it's a three to six day multi-stage race uh, through the Rocky Mountains in Colorado. And Mm -hmm. so every day you start and finish in a different town or a different city. And, um, every day you're essentially, you're climbing and climbing up and going down a mountain (laughs) because Mm -hmm. it's, you know, trans Rockies, um, and you're camping and, um, and, uh, it's definitely, uh, oh, sorry. And so total mileage is for six days you cover around 120 miles mm-hmm. and um oh gosh now i don't remember the total elevation but it's high <laughs> yeah it's high that's okay <laughs> um, we're already starting off like at super high altitude um and then every day you're going up <laughs> mm-hmm. um even more um and so yeah, uh, I was actually given um, an invitation to participate, thanks to Myrna Valerio and um, and Allison Dazier. So both of them, I think, they have been working. Well, Myrna, for sure. I know she's been working with the race directors themselves. Um, but both Myrna and Allison, you know, they've been doing a lot of work um, just in the running industry in general to help educate and help uh, diversify the the field, right? The sport in general, both in road and in trail uh, running. And so then, back in December, Myrna reached out and because she saw that. I mean, I'm ordinarily a road runner. Right. Strictly. I just, yeah, I never really seriously (laughs) never would have thought I would try to try to attempt any kind of trail run or let alone a race. Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, over the pandemic, you know, I, everybody started looking for ways to be outside right mm-hmm. um and so my family and i started to do a lot more hiking together mm-hmm. and so myrna of course it's <laughs> like looking at my social media like oh carolyn likes to be outside walks around uh, some trails here and there <laughs> and so so she asked if i would be interested and of course immediately my first thought was like uh ah, Wait, <laughs> you have the right person? But also, I mean, I had seen another friend, Alison Staples, who mm-hmm. um, she works with Under Armour and she was able, and so, sorry, the race is sponsored by Under Armour. Okay. And so as a result in 2019, Alison Staples had, she did the three-day race and she did a Instagram takeover for Diverse We Run sharing that entire experience and um and it was amazing totally like incredible beautiful views um and at the time again watching her do it I was like wow that's really awesome but I would never be able to do that (laughs) right (laughs) um so that was kind of my still my thought when Myrna um gave me the invitation. Um, but I thought, well, you know, why not? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, um, I ran things by my coach because I, over the last few years, I have been dealing with injury after injury. And at that point I had just been slowly rebuilding from surgery that I had, um, had. And so I wanted to run things by my coach first, uh, to see if she thought I could reasonably, train up for this type of race, having never done trails before, never done an ultra (laughs) and coming back from surgery. And so um, at that point in December, and then the race was at the beginning of August, uh, she was fully confident that we can work up to it. So I agreed. I told Myrna, yes. And then like two weeks later, I kid you not in beginning of January, I got injured. And I was uh, like, oh no, what is? I don't know if I can do this. But um, but we figured out what was going on. And um, I was able to start PT by May. And again, I spoke with my sports medicine doctor and I spoke with my physical therapist and had them look at all the imaging, everything. And Mm -hmm. I asked if they thought it would still be reasonable for me to attempt this, because if not, I wanted to give the entry to somebody else, you know, right, like, wouldn't it wouldn't be right. fair for me to take it. Um, And my physical therapist himself happens to also be a trail and ultra runner. Oh, <laughs> nice. That always um, is a benefit, so, right? Yes. Yes. So he understood, you know, like all that would be required. And mm-hmm. he did physical assessments on me. And based on that, he, both he and my coach, felt confident that I could I might not have been as trained up and like well prepared as if I had started in January but they both felt like okay starting in May if we can keep consistent you know in training Mm -hmm. you can do this so I was purely going off of their confidence and expertise because again I have no concept or context of what training up for this type of race would entail like i've done marathons i've done half marathon like those things I, I know by now, like, okay, you give me four months and I follow this plan, you know? Right. <laughs> and I know what to expect and how to fuel. Mm-hmm. But for something like this, I was like, It's All right. totally different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: But you know what? I think the beauty of, and what I continue to hear because Tommy and I are not trail runners either. Like mm. we'll, we'll get on the trail, we'll do a little hike or something. But you know, as <laughs> yeah. far as actually doing a trail race, like it's just it has not been in our wheelhouse. It's not saying that I would never do it, but it just has not been. But from what I hear when I talk to people, that do trail runs and trail races it's more specifically trail races and like ultra trail races it's not about the pace and I think Mm -hmm. that's the difference between if you were to hop on and do a you know a marathon and that four months and making sure you're getting those long runs in and all of that and I feel like with trail running it's about finishing and enjoying and it's not necessarily about the speed that it takes you to get it completed. So I, I'm pretty sure it sounds like to me, that was probably a little bit more uh, reassuring for you that it's not about the endurance of being able to be speedy and getting it done, but it's about getting to the finish line.
3: Yeah, that was a big paradigm shift for me. I mean, there okay. were a lot of different mindset changes that I had to make. Um, and I think, I guess in a weird way, I, I, I had my injury, I guess, <laughs> to my advantage because the expectations of pace, you know, was mm-hmm. already very low, and I already just approached things with like, okay, let's just see if I can make it <laughs> to the end of whatever is prescribed to me, mm-hmm. and um, and just enjoy and have fun, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was really, really like remarkable. Um, it was truly a remarkable experience after every trail run like first of all preceding each run I would look at what my coach would have prescribed and Mm. think does she not remember I just I was just injured (laughs) what do you mean you want me to run Mm -hmm. 10 miles (laughs) just right off the bat and um but then to be able to like just it almost felt like I was like on an adventure, you know. Mm-hmm. Like that's how I kind of approached each each trail run. I'm like, okay, well, let's see what let's see what I can do today, you know. Yeah. And like all the climbing and the skipping and like you know, like maneuvering around. And sometimes you're going quickly on a you know a flatter path, and sometimes you're like literally like hiking or climbing up, you know, right. a certain portion. And mm-hmm. and just almost like being given that permission to To enjoy, enjoy it yeah and like go with the flow with what your body feels like doing in the moment whereas i think in road running and like when i'm training for a road race i am much more hyper fixated on like pace. keeping that keeping that consistent pace you know every time that like my garmin goes off for that mile i'm like checking and seeing like <laughs> was it a faster split or a slower split and what does that right. mean and you know mm-hmm. and and it felt it feels like more fast paced, like all at once. But Mm -hmm. on the trail, it was like, before you knew it, okay, maybe it was like two to three hours have passed. But like, it, I I was just really surprised at how my body was able to um, keep up, hold up Mm -hmm. for that Mm -hmm. long, you know, and, and how, How much faster I think your body recovers from a long run on the trails versus like if I had run three hours on the road, Mm. I would be out, you know, for at least two days, at least, you know, following. But, yeah, and uh, that's probably because it's
1: softer, it's softer, um, mm-hmm. or you're hitting more of like dirt and gravel and rock or, you know, just dirt or compact yeah. dirt or whatever it is versus the pavement, which makes a big mm-hmm. difference. And then you're not working the same muscle, you're doing so yeah. much of transition of different muscles, because you're going up and down over skip and jumping fast, slow, all of that. So yeah, yeah. You know, Carolyn, something you just mentioned about running your miles and feeling like, do you know that I just was injured? I <laughs> was just telling Tommy, I think we talked about this last episode, the fact of like, cause I'm the same way. I'm, I'm, my PT, who is also my physical therapist, who is also my run coach now, mm-hmm. is basically telling me, India, you're healed. Like, <laughs> let go of yeah. the injured mindset. Because mm-hmm. I think when you have that injured mindset, you hold yourself back from your abilities, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and yeah. so I feel like that's what I'm still transitioning out of. And it sounds like you had a transition period of that too. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I no longer need to kind of have that crutch or handicap myself, mm-hmm. India. Carolyn, let yourself go, your <laughs> body is ready to take on whatever it is and go enjoy it. And I think yeah. that I don't think that we talk enough about that, that transition phase of injury mm-hmm. um, and understanding that there is, you mentally kind of hold yourself back a little bit because you don't want to get injured again. Yeah. You want to yeah. make sure that you're not doing something silly and could could be back in that place because we, we as runners don't like to be injured regardless of what it mm-hmm. is. So yeah.
3: Yeah. 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 I think it it's learning to trust yourself mm-hmm. again. Right. And I think it's also important to understand how you got injured in the first place. Yeah. Um, at least, I mean, for me, this is how my brain operates. Like I want to know the why, like the cause. Mm-hmm. And then for me being able to see and know that I am taking the steps to amend that, mm-hmm. like for me, my injury came from, well, part. a lot of my injury came from like weak, weak muscle tissue, weak ankles and, and mm-hmm. but like I spent a lot of time then doing these tedious little strengthening exercises yep. and the calf raises and using the band and mm-hmm. all of that and I think for me uh, that helped to build that mental confidence and reassurance and being able to look back and see like I checked off like okay, I was consistent with these exercises and therefore I should be (laughs) strong enough (laughs) and so like let's move forward like it's Mm -hmm. like you know I think it's almost maybe like how trust is built in any relationship at Mm -hmm. some point you you do just kind of have to like take that step of faith that leap of faith and then you see that like you can do it and then that helps to build your trust and, and confidence
2: yeah
0: for sure
3: So Carolyn, tell me a
1: little bit about your when you went, when you took on this invitation (laughs) to do this trail run, tell me the the thoughts that you had in the midst of diversity when you stepped into this beginning phases of this process. Like what was your feeling, thought process? Like, how did you, how did you? take it on in regards to the diversity space because we all know I know that you have had panels and conversation with Tammy Shakur about mm-hmm. the safety aspect of trail mm-hmm. running seeing people out on the trails I know that I think I've heard you on a podcast and you talked about you were on a, on a trail and you saw like a group of people and if I'm misspeaking and say it, but let me know, but you saw a group of people and you were a little concerned and Mm. um, you know, you ended up communicating with them and everything was fine, but you know, just the safety aspect Mm. of trail running and being included and inclusivity, like tell me a little bit about how you kind of tackled that head on and kind of what it looked like for you.
3: Yeah. um, So, with all of that, if I think about it all at once, I think it can become very overwhelming. Mm -hmm. I mean, especially in light of all the events that have happened, you know, um, in the last year and even in the last (laughs) uh, eight months since January. Um, And so honestly, for me, when it came to thinking about, you know, diversity or representation and, and inclusion and safety on the Mm -hmm. trails, I had to kind of compartmentalize and think um, just kind of only think about things that were pertinent in the moment and at the time. Um, And so part of, I guess, let me try to explain a little more of what I mean. Um, So I already, like, I follow, you know, Ben Chan, um, and he, he is an Asian American, uh, who had a very negative experience, I would say, mm-hmm. um, or disappointing. I was a very disappointing and hurtful experience, um, with the ultra and trail running community over the last year where he, um, He wanted to, it started from when he um, wanted to create a team for one of the ultra events um, uh, that was called like Black Lives Matter or Team Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. But then basically that was like shut down and then it became very politicized. And then uh, instead of the race director um, being held accountable, who is a white, older white Uh male, um, instead of him being held accountable, um, for his actions, um, essentially Ben was kind of, um, shunned, you know, Uh um, from the entire community. And, um, that definitely has, you know, was on the forefront of my mind. Um, it kind of, for the most part, I feel like it just kind of confirmed or, yeah, confirmed, um, historically, my own personal, um, interactions with the running community (laughs) in general, but definitely, you know, kind of like that trail elite, you know, um, running community where like, it is very heavily white male dominated. Mm -hmm. Um, And but nonetheless, you know, again, I I think I just tried to focus on the fact that, look, I was given this invitation and I took it primarily because I wanted to to be a representation, you know, like I wanted to be Mm -hmm. the or a Asian-American female in that space. And not only to just take up space (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. and to try in some way to change what um, what is typically expected, you know, um, in this type of event? But I also wanted to show up and to take up space in order to kind of help, perhaps, invite or inspire other, mm. at the very least, other Asian Americans, you know, um, if not communities of color, you know, to to know that we can step into this space. And participate as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was primarily just that was the mindset I had going into things. Um, And as I was training, um, it it did become more apparent to me. I think maybe I'm general. I'm probably about to generalize when I say these things, but um, the amount of time you know that it took for me to train and to be out there. and the amount of gear uh, that was required and just the other different factors I had to take into consideration, and like also finding, the, finding trails, driving out, like driving an hour each way just to get mm-hmm. to a trail um, and being out on these trails by myself, you know, as a female runner, there are a lot of these factors that made me think and wonder like, how much easier potentially you know, um, it might have been if I were a male, a white male runner. And um, the fact that like, okay, you know, I happen to be the primary caretaker, you know, in my family's household. And um, and that required me coordinating, you know, with my partner, with my husband, you know, mm-hmm. um, to take care of the kids for the multiple hours <laughs> that I would be away. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, like that is, and I still, the burden was still on me to like, make sure, you know, activities, meals, all of those things were prepared and ready to go. And that, and that is also like a cost, you know, a time cost, you know, for, for my partner to be willing to take that on. But, um, but also expenses, you know, um, the, those things added up, like the trail shoes and the hydration vest, and then the, cons, you know, all of these, like, seemingly little things. And then also having to drive (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, to get to places. And I mean, I, I, at the event, I met many people from the New York area who had to like take public transportation um, just to get out of the city, you know, and that's also another opportunity cost. And um, it just made me realize like how, how much you have to have, I think, you know, the resources and time um, that you have to have in order to just participate
0: yeah yeah in
3: this in this type (laughs) of sport you know let alone then get to this type of event where you have to be able to take over a week off of work (laughs) travel there and like the registration itself was two thousand something dollars you know Mm. and that's again only the registration that doesn't cover, um, the gear, any year, the camping, yes. the, yeah, the all food, the fuel your
1: nutrition, like all of that.
3: <laughs> well, they, so this event, at least they provided the, um, the tents, the camping things oh, as well as meals. Um, mm-hmm. but a lot of people did show up at, with crews or like on a team and they had that support as well. I mean, I showed up by myself, <laughs> so that was <laughs> another story, but, um, yeah, there's just, there is a lot that is entailed, you know, that mm-hmm. um, it's not, it really is not just like, get a pair of shoes, just lace up and go yeah, run, it's not you know? It. <laughs> yeah, it that's, it that's, that's it really a good, good
0: point, uh, Carolyn, because uh, I didn't even think about that, um, but you're correct, that does cut off a lot of people from being able to come out and do these sorts of races.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. and when you factor in you know, historically, right, like, are these, like, wooded, forested areas safe for people Mm -hmm. of color, and, Mm -hmm. and how there is a huge, I think, mental and emotional um, barrier that you have to work through just to, like, be present there, like, for Mm -hmm. me, at least, I felt like the, the interactions that I've had generally with people on the trail were very courteous, Um, you know, there were a few times where I, maybe I just had an expression of, I don't know, but like there were several times early on that like people had asked if I was lost. I don't know if like did I have a look of bewilderment or something? Maybe I was just in awe of nature, right. mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, having to just like clarify, no, no, like I'm not lost, but thank you, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. for checking, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, but, you know, that's the worst that I really necessarily experienced. But I know that, you know, there have been I, like Jordan Marie Daniels has has shared before on her her social media post of, mm-hmm. yeah, just the an antagonism that she and her partner have experienced, you know, um, being in certain trails and being um, people of color and uh, others feeling like it's not their space um, to be in. And mm-hmm. um and yeah, so I think those are also factors that I would like, you know, race directors and um, just communities in general to recognize and understand that like, you know, there needs to be trust that that's rebuilt for people of color to be able to like really truly freely and safely move about in um, in spaces like that, you know? Yeah.
1: And I think that it's one of those things where the unfortunate piece about it is like all of those things that you just listed could even just halt someone from even trying to get into trail running, yeah. let alone getting to the the racing piece that costs a lot of money, but just even trying to experience it and see if it's even something of interest mm-hmm. could be a barrier to even, even trying to kind of the gateway into it, which is very unfortunate. And I think, situations or experiences like you have had that you did have that 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 gateway kind of opened and, and assistance within that process I think it's a blessing and I think that mm-hmm. I hope that we have more people that can have those opportunities but then also the community and the running industry to do better with allowing mm-hmm. a, a more opportunities for it to take place but also just understanding that there, there needs to be more conversation around the barriers that do take place within the trail running light in space so mm-hmm. that it can be lessened um, and also less intimidating, like at the mm-hmm. end of the day, honestly, uh, you know, yeah. and all around it and all around way.
3: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yes. So how
1: are you doing physically as far as re- recovering from the event? I think physically, I think I'm doing okay. (laughs) I saw you cycling this
3: morning on your Peloton. I was like, oh, she getting it. She feeling good. She don't see no soreness. She feeling good. (laughs) Um, Well, so um, I ended up in the middle of the race. I originally, you know, I was given entry to do the full six days. Um, And by day three, though, um, I could tell that my body was was just reaching its limits. Like Mm -hmm. there was... I could not, I mean, I knew we were at high elevation, but, um, I could not get my heart rate down even on some of the flatter trails and, um, my feet were starting to show signs of plantar fasciitis and, Mm. um, just in general, like my entire body was very, very fatigued and, um, And there was definitely a lot of ugly crying and cursing. Mm -hmm. I mean, that started day one already. um, (laughs) I can only imagine. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So I came to terms with things um, uh, on the trail (laughs) on -hmm. day three um, that I thought I, I realized I needed to just take on the three-day option as opposed to six. And so then um, as a result, I think, you know, I've had, I've had a little more than a week at this point mm-hmm. <laughs> to um, to rest and recover. And, um, and I really did. I mean, at this point, like I said, I've been dealing with injury for the last several years and mm-hmm. I have finally now (laughs) I learned the hard way, um, the value of rest, like truly resting and recovering and giving my body the time to just to heal and repair itself. Even though in my, in our minds, I think we're always like more ready to go than our body necessarily is. And, um, and so, yeah, I took, I mean, I was supposed to again, like I said, I was supposed to be out there for six full days, but instead I was there for three. And so then, um, that the remaining three days, I stayed with my sister-in-law who happens to live in the Colorado, like the Denver area. So Mm -hmm. I just stayed with her without, I didn't fly home early. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) And um, yeah, I just like allowed myself to rest. And I mean, my feet and legs were so swollen and achy, Mm -hmm. um, the day after, um, the day after i left uh the race and that was definitely a sign to me that like i made the right call um seeing how my body was like there was no way i would have been able to do 20 more miles for three more like 20 miles each day for three more days Mm -hmm. um with my body like that and um and yeah like i followed my i actually listened to my coach and i followed her (laughs) instructions I like, I did message her, you know, a few days later and be like, I think I'm feeling fresh again. She's like, Nope. (laughs) Nope. I have you just easing back into things, you know, for the next week, look at your schedule. And, um, and so, yeah, like today, this morning, I did 30 minutes, (laughs) 30 Mm -hmm. minutes on the Peloton. And, Mm -hmm. um, and then I just did a little bit of planks and um, I mean, I, my body was tired yeah <laughs> it's not until like i like actually did more cardio exercise that i realized okay okay so maybe i'm like yeah i'm like getting you winded really do need <laughs> maybe, time off. Maybe i'm not as ready as i mentally think but um but yeah. yeah otherwise i i'm feeling great and i'm really thankful i am super thankful that i am feeling as good as i feel right now because i'm like seeing from friends right now who finished six days and Unfortunately, there are a lot of people who uh, ha- are dealing with stress fractures and tendonitis, and um, and yeah, like that that level of physical activity is is really hard, you know, mm-hmm. on your body. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's awesome. How do you feel like?
1: Uh, are you able to give like a comparison to trail versus road running road racing as far as the support um and um, wrapped around what you received and I know generally we've already talked about how it is it is different and there are some barriers but like for you Mm -hmm. um how was your experience around the sport support area and how
3: is that different from your road racing do you mean support like um from from people like like communities
1: yeah the communities Mm
3: -hmm. oh okay um Yeah, like, well, in general, you know, for me, my process, at least to getting there, uh, I looked for sponsors Mm -hmm. um, to help provide either gear or financial support um, Mm -hmm. because. Yeah, like, like we had talked it's about. It's not cheap, right? It's not cheap. <laughs> and there was no, I'm like, I don't know where this is gonna <laughs> come from. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm honestly, I'm really thankful that I already had um, relationships built up with different brands and companies just through Diverse We Run, you know? And so I was able to, you know, reach out to, to many of them and ask. And of course, you know, like they were all very, um, very open and very generous. Um, And so I was able to get things covered in that way, you know, like shoes, nutrition, um, like all the miscellaneous hiking gear, you know, and as well as like airfare. Yes, (laughs) yeah, those things. Um, And, but again, like that made me kind of just wonder, like, what about the people who didn't create some kind of Instagram account? and. Have I these mean, connections,
1: right? Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, so you know that was another thing that I I just yeah, I felt like wow, I, I definitely am thankful that I was able to have that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, as far as like, I guess support from the support from the running community, I feel like in general, at least the people I'm connected with on social media, everybody's very supportive and I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Um, and the, for the most part, the people that I met at the event were really, really cool. And it was really neat to meet so many, um, so many runners of color, honestly. Mm -hmm. And I, and I do recognize though, that like following 2020, there have been a lot more companies that like really sought to intentionally try to, um, like bring in, um, you know, more, runners of color and so you could see that clearly um there because um I I I feel like this is like an an informal stat that somebody like by word of mouth told me that like this past year we had the most number of like non-white runners um Mm. who showed up at the trans rockies run Mm -hmm. um and so that to me like and and I admit like that was my pride like This group of people was my primary focus, like that's Mm -hmm. whom I wanted to connect with, um, first and foremost, because, again, my desire is to try to affirm people's presence here, Mm -hmm. you know, within the sport and so um, definitely like I, I gravitated to people who I felt like I could relate with more, right? Uh, in of that course. Way. Um, but everyone in the race itself, like super, super nice, and um, the staff were great, and mm-hmm. yeah, like even at the on the third day when I had. When I had already decided that I wanted to change to um, just the three-day option, and I had to like, ma- I had to get in touch with my sister-in-law to see if I could coordinate a ride because we were like in a totally different um, city, and uh, but we had no reception there. And like one of the staff members like drove out with me through the mountains oh, wow. until we could find a spot off the side of the road that like mm-hmm. my cell phone got reception. We're sitting there in the dark <laughs> on the side oh, of the mountain wow. road <laughs> as I'm like trying to call my sister-in-law. But like, you know, everybody was super like supportive and um and just welcoming and hospitable. So so yeah, that was that was cool. That's awesome.
0: So the big question, would you do it again?
3: (laughs) That is a big question, Bobby. I know I've been like going over that in my mind, like I part okay, I will say yes, I do want to do it again. um, Because I just, I feel like, personally, for me, now that I know what, what it physically entails, and what it feels like being out there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, I want to see what I can do if I did have a longer period of time to Mm -hmm. train, you know, and prepare Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and practice fueling and nutrition, because it just, I felt like i I just didn't have enough time like i like i said i didn't start physical therapy until may mm-hmm. and that you know like that's a very short amount of time yeah um so there is a part of me that wants to do that but then the other part of me is like i am not cut out for camping <laughs> <and I> just,
1: <laughs> oh, that's right listen know, oh. That
3: is
0: hard. <laughs> oh man
3: no, thank you. The first two days, it was pouring rain. Oh, my god! <laughs> like, sleeping in these tiny-ass t- I mean, these are, like, super small tents. You're fine. We curse. <laughs> <laughs> like, lying near my single-person tent, all this rain coming down in the middle of the night. Like, oh, my Ugh. God. And I have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. What am I going to do? The t- I just... I am not made for camp life.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the camp life. You know what? When you were posting like a part of the trail, and I know this is trail running, but like the part of the trail, your feet were like completely soaked. Like I just, (laughs) I was like, that's the part of trail running I probably would be so frustrated with because I hate wet feet in general. Like even (laughs) when it's hot, really hot outside and my socks get soaked from sweat, I'm like miserable. (laughs) But yeah, but yeah, you look like it was, it looked (sighs) like it was beautiful views and I could only imagine the level of emotion that you may have had mm, when you were out mm-hmm. there and just being able to conquer it. But yeah, yeah it's always that, oh, I would love <laughs> to do better, but it's like, but all these other sidebar things but... makes you think, <laughs> think about it makes you think yeah. about it a
3: little bit differently. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh, I will say though, you know, trail shoes uh, dry a lot more quickly then you're like running your road running shoes and then if you have like the wicking socks (laughs) yeah it really does dry a lot faster so that's good yeah
1: that's good so what would you tell someone and this will be our last question what would you tell someone that may be interested in trail or interested in transitioning from road to trail what would you tell them? Um, give me encouraging words, not necessarily how to, because I know that this trail thing is, it's still new to you. Like you did it, but mm-hmm. it's like you, you know, you're you are kind of still learning things on your own and things mm-hmm. of that nature. But what kind of encouraging words would you give someone that may be interested in doing something like you did and mm-hmm. in, in getting into the trail world?
3: I think just give yourself the chance to have fun and to explore uh, I really yeah and to be curious like Mm -hmm. I think that that is something that is a gift that I think trail running offers that is just so different from Mm. anything that you would experience on the road like just being able to go Mm. and like Look at the trails ahead of you, you know, the different options of like which paths you want to take and just, you know, it's almost like choose your own adventure um, and seeing where that takes you, you know, I think that is that's something that's very unique. Yeah. that I think we should all we would all benefit from even if it's like one time
1: yes one, one hour
2: <laughs> well I
1: just mm-hmm. won some trail shoes um mm-hmm. from a giveaway and okay, I am okay. excited about it so I'm like hmm, yes. we'll see what that's gonna bring I need to yes. bust them wide open so I got mm-hmm. some trail shoes coming my way so uh, hopefully that will allow me to do a little bit more trail running we do have I know Stone Mountain Park has some trails and stuff here that you can kind of go off the road path and do some okay. trails I I just get worried about getting lost I ain't gonna lie to you I know like not being able to get back to my car you
3: yeah, gotta download um this app called all trails A- okay. a-l-l trails all okay. trails uh-huh. because that's so much more accurate than google maps and and the little like pointer thing or whatever you know that marks where you are it yeah. will point in the direction that you're actually facing
2: oh. <laughs> oh,
3: so okay. you'll know if you're it so help to guide back. you back the way you came so yes, so you can also track, oh, you know, um, your onto something. You're running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's good. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, awesome. Well, I will keep that in mind for when I get these trail shoes in. I will yes. I think I'm gonna take myself on a trail. Tommy, you might have to come with me. We're gonna go
0: stone <laughs> Yes. yes. Go on a trail. You know <laughs> I run you know, I run out in Stone Mountain, I run on the pavement, but I do see mm-hmm. a lot of people. Run yeah. the trails in there they so it's, cut it's, it's, off it's, on the
1: pavement. And I'm like, Where are you coming from? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> like they come out of nowhere. <laughs>
0: <What>? <laughs> and you know, I don't know, I, I see too many deer running around. I'm like, Yeah, um, no, nah, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: there's yeah, that too I'm animal safety. Yes, get, get yourself, you know, good deer tick spray yeah and you'll be covered you'll be covered Jeez, it's like a see, shield we gotta of do protection. another episode just learning about trail in general oh i need gosh. to get myrna and you on here i give know me, give me some education
1: <laughs> about trail running because it's really just a it's a totally different category it's of different
3: yeah different yeah. needs
1: mm-hmm. That is awesome. Well, Carolyn, thank you so much for coming on. We greatly appreciate it. It's again, so good thank you for coming again. You. yes, <laughs> Thanks again. for having me
3: again. Of course.
1: So again, you all don't forget Carolyn was on our show on episode 33. So go on back. Go on back in our episodes. It is still up and live and ready for you to listen to. If you want to um, hear Carolyn talk about her journey with Diverse rerun in episode 33, definitely check it out. And of course, Carolyn, thank you for coming on again. So good to see and hear hear from you and talk to you about your experience and continue being amazing um in in this world in general thank you for everything that you're doing
0: exactly
3: thank you
1: thank you guys before
0: you go and i know you've mentioned it a couple times but just in case somebody missed it and just in case they've been living under a rock and don't know who you are already (laughs) go ahead and give all your your social media link up so they can follow you
3: okay so uh, the main platform that we've been talking about is Diverse We Run. And so that's on Instagram at Diverse We Run. And then my personal Instagram is at I Run for the Glory. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess if you want to reach me through email, you can do DiverseWeRun at gmail.com. Yes,
1: yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Definitely give her a follow. She will tell you about some amazing individuals. I definitely have connected <laughs> with some people from her um, spotlighting times and giving them their features that are awesome individuals. So thank you for everything that you're doing and keep being great. Yay.
0: (laughs) Thank you. What a great conversation with Carolyn. Again, another great conversation. Another great
1: conversation with <laughs> Carolyn. It's just so great to hear from her and everything, all the transitions that she's making. And of course, trail running is just different. So I'm excited that she had a great experience and was afforded that opportunity. So congratulations. Yeah, to exactly. Here. She
0: said some stuff that I'd never even thought about as far right. as, you know, um, the reasons why the diversity was is so low in that kind of uh, running. It's not, you know, people think of running and think of, hey, just grab some shoes and go running. Mm-hmm. But when you get to that, you know, when you talk about trail running and, you know, that type of event, it's a lot more than that. And, you know, not everybody can. Mm-hmm. So it's nice that people are trying to make it accessible to everyone. So yes. that, that's a good thing
1: for sure yes Yes, definitely for sure for sure for sure and i hope you all enjoyed my condensed story of my proposal (laughs) i hope you all enjoyed it and thank you for all the love that i've received on social media about it i greatly appreciate it (laughs) well
0: now india if they want to get back with you and like you know say hey do you know where braxton got the ring because my man is (laughs) looking (laughs) all of that if they want to get in touch with you how would they do that
1: Yes, yeah, so my Instagram um, is I of Indigo Runs, and that's E-N-D-I-G-O. So I of Indigo Runs, I underscore of underscore Indigo Runs. Um, you can find me on Instagram there. And then, of course, Miles from India is my other Instagram handle where I have my YouTube channel, which is also Miles from India. And if you would like to email me, you can email me at milesfromindia at gmail.com.
0: And you can hit me up at tmitch68 on Instagram, as well as Thomas W mitchell the number two at gmail.com if you want to email me all right another great episode we'll see you guys in another two weeks
1: yes peace out have a good day